John Mallon. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is, I was going to say this is late night at 6.05, but this is, this is live at 6.05. Where have you been? I feel like I'm a little rusty because we haven't done one of these actually in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into everything, to my left, possibly your right, it is the award winner Val Gomez back in the house. Thank goodness. How's it feel to be back? Tired. Tired. Well, we'll, we'll get into everything over the last couple weeks as mm-hmm. we... We were ambitious and recorded two podcasts in one weekend, so we haven't had to record, or we hadn't had the chance to record one in about almost two weeks Which now. So may have been better, actually, knowing how busy we've been. Oh, yeah, it's been pretty busy, pretty jam-packed, yeah. but it's good to be back, even though we technically haven't gone anywhere. Back in Club you 605. Have. Oh, I've been all over. I've been <laughs> flying back and forth from Toronto and New York, mm-hmm. as it's crazy, because I remember not too long ago... Mm-hmm talking on the podcast, being like, I'm going to New York. Mm-hmm. And now I've already been twice, and I'm going again for the third time in two days. Totally. And then I'm halfway through my course. So we're going to get into all that this week. We'll talk about my New York adventures. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about your basketball pet peeves, your <sighs> violin lessons. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about our crazy Friday night we just had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everything in between. Maybe we'll play a game. I don't know. I don't I don't have too much kind of like lined up for today. I figure we'll just talk and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. This this is season four, episode 11. Mm-hmm. Next week will be the season finale. Mm-hmm. As we do 12 episodes in a row, then we take maybe three weeks off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. This season's go, gone by really quickly. As It, it started, what, in January? I think. Did it? G- yeah, end of, end of January, I think. Okay. Something like that. So it's gone by pretty fast. What have you thought about season four so far? I've loved it. I love, like, the cameos that have happened. Like, a lot of, like, impromptu podcasts, I find. And then mm-hmm. regular, like, party stuff. And mm-hmm. just, like, even just for us, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked that we, we had the Boys Town Brew reunion happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to hang out with my family in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Did two podcasts in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. We got to have uh, funny friend Danny on the last episode, yeah. which was a lot of fun. And then you and I just kind of bunkered down, did a whole bunch together, which mm-hmm. was kind of nice. Uh, I got to hang out with Jerry and Chaboy. Yep. Didn't go, didn't go as well as I thought, as one of them was on Molly and <laughs> wanted us to freestyle. So, uh, but it was good, you know... Uh, that was kind of fun to do, mm-hmm. but before I get too sidetracked, we have to get into all the ways to get in contact with me. I'll let you do it this time. Is that because you forgot all the ways to get in contact no. with me? Well, I'll say if you go to facebook.com slash live at 605 right now, I have a poll and you can help choose what t-shirt I'll be wearing for season five. There's a option of either red, I believe it's red, yellow, or periwinkle, so... Ugh. Go ahead, go facebook.com live at six slash live at six or five and vote for what shirt you want me to be wearing. Spoiler alert, I've already maybe picked a t shirt. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, get get excited because in the next uh, couple weeks mm-hmm. we'll be reviewing the season five artwork along with some special artwork you did for me that's inspired by Robin Thick, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Which we can't say too much, but you you've been doing uh, some it's great. Not graphic. twerking with Miley Cyrus. No, definitely not twerking, but it may be an evolution of the podcast. So Ooh. we'll see about that. 
From Facebook, you can hit me up on Twitter. Follow me. I'm at Malincamp. And shout out to all the gangsters who just started following me on Twitter. Nice. So many gangsters. There's like some guy named the Pied Piper. That's like amazing. All these crazy gangsters. So good looking out to you guys. You got street cred now. Street cred, yeah. You've, uh, I'm over 100 followers now. So amazing. It's funny. Like when I started, I only had like 50 followers on Twitter. And that was mainly just like friends I knew. Mm-hmm. Now I'm up to 105. So shout Whoa. out to everyone from... Well, that, well done, senor. Yeah, exactly. And uh, do you want to give out your Twitter? Or, I don't even know what it know. is. <laughs> it is Val Gomez 23 Gomez okay. with a Z. So I'll check it in October. Yeah, you've gotten some followers from the podcast. I, I know. I've checked it. I feel bad, guys. Thank you for following me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I will respond one day. But if you want something more current with me, go check out my Instagram. And what is your Instagram? Val Gomez. 23. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Malincamp. Uh, follow me on Vine. I'm at Malincamp as well. And follow me. Wasn't Isn't there another one? Uh, Facebook. Facebook, I already said. You can email me live at 605 at gmail.com. Uh, you can be like our good friend Kenny in Boston and hit the PayPal button and help support the podcast. I always say you can financially support us and help us pay for bandwidth. Don't and pull me into this money sucker. No, I was, just, you. I was also going to say another great way if you don't have the funds to, to help support the podcast, because I'll always put this thing out for free, so you can just tell people, tell like your friends, family, or frenemy, basically, mm-hmm. and just get the word out there. Okay. Lots of good downloads over the last couple of weeks, which is fun. Uh, Netherlands have been going crazy lately, which is fun. Mm-hmm. China does a lot, U.S., Canada. Uh, I th- there's a few other like pretty cool places this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the Netherlands have been going ham nice. late, lately, which is pretty cool. So that's good. And that's basically all the ways you can get in contact with us. We're always available to hit us up. I think I might, I haven't done a Vine in a while, but what I want to do is remember that Vine I did here. You didn't like where it's called uh, Tourists in Toronto Uses Vine for the first time. Yeah, where I, I just did I, not like that. I took all the vines sideways because yeah. I didn't know how to use it. And I was like, oh, look, it's the CN Tower. I'm going to do one called a New York tourist a tourist in new york doesn't know how to use vine so i just i'll just do the same i love how amused you are by even you telling this story you're smiling so much it's very fun um yeah so look be on the lookout for that Mm -hmm. uh i feel like i haven't described what i've been wearing on a podcast for a while so might as well describe what i'm wearing right now i'm wearing ankle high white socks Mm -hmm. my trusty new black adidas shorts Mm -hmm. blue t-shirt and my glasses because usually every once in a while we have to save the podcast so it doesn't crash Mm -hmm. and i'm always like a couple feet away from the computer and i can never properly see where file save is so (laughs) i can i can now see how to save the podcast which is good (laughs) which is great exactly so Lots to talk about this week. I feel like we should should we maybe just get into the sponsorship real quickly. Yeah, because we it's like it's been so busy of a week. We definitely want to. I don't know. It's a New York departure week, so definitely. I feel like that's a whole thing in itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sponsorship of this week. I feel like you're acting like you had a sponsor. I did have a sponsor. You did? Okay. I had one, but maybe I'll save it for the finale. My sponsor of the week. So going back to your. Thing how you hate enthusiastic strangers. Yeah. I hate enthusiastic, like, co-workers. Okay. And I feel like some days I'm enthusiastic, mm-hmm. but I don't hate enthusiastic workers who push things. Okay, like what? Okay, so on Friday... Oh, okay, let's preface this with I feel like I know sports. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, ba- uh, sorry, not basketball. You know, hockey, baseball. Mm-hmm. We teach you football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're, soccer. You're pretty good at ultimate frolf, which is frisbee <laughs> golf. Golf. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm like editing. It's pretty busy. I have my headphones on. Remember that time you said the direct size of your headphones correlates to how much I want to interact with you? You have been listening, yeah. Okay. So my editing headphones are probably bigger than your Beats by Dre full-size headphones. Probably. I am editing. Does this person not come up and tap me on the shoulder and it's like, hey, it's March Madness. Don't you want to pay some money into this pool for March Madness? And I was like, no, I don't (laughs) want to. I don't even know what that is. Do you know what March Madness is? No. And so I was like, I don't even know what that is. She's like, that doesn't matter. Don't you want to support March Madness? And I was like, no. Thank you. I don't want to support something I don't know about. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, my company is not that big. But I'm like, okay, I've already said no to you. You fully have come around. You don't even introduce yourself. You probably don't even know me. Mm. And then she's like, it's March Madness. I have $240 on this. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And so I'm like looking at my friend Matt and Mm -hmm. I was like, why do I care about this? Yeah. And I was like, how do you know, like, how do I not know? You might just be hustling me for money. That's true. Right? And so she just, like, kind of gave me the cold shoulder and walked away. And I was like, I said no. Yeah, sorry. Right? Sorry. So then I, like, G-chat my friend Sean, who sits, like, in the annex in our area. And I was like, Sean, what the hell is March Madness? <laughs> and she's going to you and he starts laughing. He's like, I didn't know either. I had to Google it. Really? And then... I was like, I thought it was something, like, I heard on the news today, March Madness is like, and we have a lot of American listeners, I mm-hmm. guess, so this will make sense for you guys, but for me, I thought it was like, oh, the weather is crazy, people wearing shorts outside, it's March Madness, yeah, kind of thing, or just some other friendly pool, so you told me it's like, it's American college basketball, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't even care about regular basketball, why do I care about <laughs> college basketball? <laughs> Right? I don't know. Do you? You do not. I do not care about it. But today on Jimmy Fallon, the episode you showed me, mm-hmm. um, he did a funny thing where I guess Harvard got past some other Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, Harvard, I guess, for, well, obviously they're known for their intellect, not necessarily their sports. So they, yeah. they defeated like a pretty highly ranked basketball team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this is stupid. But then our other friend Jason told me he just picked all the teams Obama picks. Really? Yeah, so it's called I guess you can Google Obama picks for March Madness. And so he just copied all of his. So I guess, I don't know if he's doing well, but that was my beef. It's like, okay, I've already said no to you. I don't know what March Madness is. You don't even know who I am. Stop asking me to participate and give you money. Yeah, uh, the the funny thing is, if you were to participate in it, since you don't know anything, you'd probably win the whole pool because really? you'd be like, "Oh, I'll pick it based on their shirt colors or like the name <laughs> of their players." It's yeah. just that's usually how it goes. Like I didn't, I when I did my football pool, I was mm-hmm. in a pool with a bunch more people who knew way more than football than me, mm-hmm. and I lost by one point. So I mean, <laughs> I came pretty close to winning. And then baseball, where I felt like I knew the most, I mm-hmm. again I came in second place. I lost by one point, so I guess I'm just a man. I think it's just weird for me because I'm like, I guess because nobody's giving me money at work. I feel <laughs> weird when except people... every Thursday for payday. Yeah, okay, but I earned that keep. Yeah. Right. You know when people pass around envelopes and it's like, 
here, this person is leaving the company. Here, yeah. sign and donate. I'm like, why am I donating to you to, to, for you to go possibly get a better job and better salary? Or it's like, mm-hmm. you had a baby. I don't even know if you wanted to have this baby. Right. Why am I giving you my money? <laughs> right? And it's like, you chose to get married, right? That's I'm true. not. Am I invited to your wedding? No. Why am I giving you my money? Yeah, We're we, common law. Nobody's giving me money. Yeah, they should give us money for like celebrating five years. Boom. Well. Not uh, impressed. Not impressed. Definitely not. Uh, well, thank you to that person. Or thank you to sports and people pushing, mm-hmm. you know, pools on people for sponsoring this week's podcast. Because, yeah, I guess. We didn't even do a pool for the Olympics. Are people really that into college basketball? It's big, yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone or any players on mm-hmm. college basketball because who gives a shit? It's basketball. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's college basketball, mm-hmm. so who gives a what? But I know people do get into it really bigly. Mm-hmm. So shout out to all shout, those people. Shout out to those people who are in the 250 pool. The weirdest part of that story, this is not a continuation of the sponsorship, mm-hmm. it was just how far her tactics went to like me and my other friend Sean who are in the department. Yeah. She's like, if every person contributed $5, that would be $842 or something like that, or $845. For, and then you'd spl- you'd get that. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's interesting, considering you don't know all the... Somebody just knock on our door? No, that was someone slamming the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's that person. Mm-hmm. If you just collect $5 right now <laughs> yeah. in this whole building, it'll be $54,000. Anyway, that's the sponsor. I'm over her. Okay. Well, speaking of sports, I was going to make this guy my sponsor, but might as well tell the story since you did the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Does everybody know who Jose Reyes is out there? Yes. Jose Reyes is the all-star uh, shortstop for your Toronto Blue Jays. and <laughs> Too bad he didn't all-star to do anything last That's season. because he broke his ankle and he was out for most of the season. All right, monkey. Either way, you call him a monkey, which might be racist. I don't no. know. No, he, he does kind of have a big smile like mm-hmm. a monkey. But it's funny. So this is what I, – I, I started doing something with him, and I just want to <laughs> – What? Well, not anything like creep, creepy weird, but <laughs> – He's on Instagram, and I don't. You guys like it. I say you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Mountain Camp. Mm-hmm. I don't follow too many people on Instagram. I follow like maybe sixty or something like mm-hmm. that. It's mainly our friends and just some celebrities. And just I, I started following him on Instagram because he always posts funny pictures of like motivational uh, speeches or like funny pictures of him smiling on a plane with like bags of money and stuff like that. Okay. So what I decided to do was every time he posted a picture. No matter what, I'd always like it. I'd always write the same comment. Okay. And the comment I wrote was always, let's get it, Papa! <laughs> Exclamation mark. And Why I, Papa? <laughs> Papa, I don't know. I think uh, I just, I heard a podcast where someone's like, was doing an impression of someone else being like, hey, Papa, how you doing? <laughs> so I just started saying Papa a lot. Like I would call everyone Papa. Like, okay. I'd be like, hey, you'd be making dinner. I'd be like, hey, what's for dinner, Papa? Or whatever it is. <laughs> So I was like, I just, every time Jose Reyes puts a picture up, I'm gonna write "Let's get it, Papa." Because when you're on Instagram and you when you follow me, I guess mm-hmm. you can just click on like activity and you'll just see like who comments on what. Yeah. So I always just want people that I know to be like, why does he keep calling Jose Reyes Papa? Probably thinks you're like trolling him. Well, well, clearly I am, yeah. But mm-hmm. I also just want people who like post on his pictures, be like, "Who is this white guy who keeps calling Hilarious Papa?" I'm like, let's get it, Papa. <laughs> then what happened? So I kept doing that like consistently every day for a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden he wrote one. Let me see if I can find it uh, on my phone. 
He wrote one status where, again, it was like an inspirational thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Okay, so I found what he wrote. And he wrote, he had these, this picture of him. It was just like a picture of him smiling, like putting his hands up. And his, his uh, status for it was, this is Jose Reyes. He said, being thankful for the gifts you've been given is making them work to put a smile on people's faces. Have a great day and stay blessed. Aww. And then I wrote back, I was like, great words, Papa. Let's continue to get this. <laughs> Just because I'm like, oh, whatever. I always write that. But he actually responded back to me. Ooh. And he responded back with an emoticon of two... Uh, what muscles? Two, flexing? Two flexing muscles. So he <laughs> responded back. He said, at Camp, And he put two muscles flexing. <laughs> so I was like, okay. He finally, he saw, like, clearly he reads all these mm-hmm. things. And then he wrote back. I felt kind of weird. I'm like, oh, I hope he's, I hope now he's like... Who is this weird guy? But then he did another status that I wrote another one to that he responded back to me. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote, it's a picture of him holding a bat, Blue Jays outfit that says, never hold your head down, never say you can't, never limit yourself, and never stop believing. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, I wrote, like, great words, Papa. Let's continue to get this. I can't <laughs> wait to see the new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. What I, no, this is what I wrote. I said... Uh, great words, Papa. Quitters never win and winners never quit. And then he wrote back to me exacto with like three O's and did another, uh, uh, what am I doing? Muscle, Muscle flex flexing. emoticon. So, <laughs> so everyone follow Jose Reyes on Instagram. So you can follow John Mallon's comments. And I feel kind of bad now because he keeps writing back. So I, I'm not saying anything bad to him. I'm just calling him Papa, but he seems <laughs> to like it. So shout out to Jose Reyes. And I just, I enjoy same things like that, and he's been responding back, so... Have you been watching all the games from that have been at pre-games? All the spring training games? Mm-hmm. I have. They have been doing better lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Reyes has been doing very well. Jose Batista has the most home runs so far. Mm-hmm. And they're saying the best pitcher we have right now is Drew Hutchinson. Whoa. So he's been doing really well. I just watched the very first actual... Uh, game started last night, four in the morning in Australia. It was the <laughs> Diamondbacks versus the LA Dodgers. Okay. So I watched that. It was cool. The Dodgers won three one, and it was just fun to see him play mm-hmm. halfway across the world in Australia. So I'm getting very excited for baseball mm-hmm. because how are your how are our Ottawa Senators doing right now? <laughs> I like how they become my Ottawa. Senators. I changed. I said yours, <laughs> and I said ours. Uh, you know, not the greatest, not the greatest. No. I still get very sad. Yeah. Well. Taking it very personally. You are. They've been doing. They've had a bit of a losing streak lately. So we're. We need Craig Anderson to come back. Yeah, Robin Leonard's been a bum lately. So. He's averaging at least five to six goals per game. He lets in. Yeah, has not been very good. Or no. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to baseball season. But that that's it. I just want to talk a little bit about Jose Reyes. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to kind of talk about all kinds of things. We got New York trips. We got Yuck Yucks adventures. Mm-hmm. We have violin mm-hmm. craziness. Where do you think we should start? Let's just start from two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. What happened two weeks ago? I don't even remember anymore. Violin classes on Monday and then first week departures. First week in New York. So I don't even know where to begin. Here's the shitty thing. The, the good and the bad thing is everyone, like, uh, clearly you and your family and my family and friends and mm-hmm. co-workers are all interested and they, they're like, oh, they're really happy and excited for me. And mm-hmm. the thing is, everybody wants to know what happened, clearly, as I dropped my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's just curious about what the classes were like, so I've had to kind of tell these stories. Woe is me. People are interested in your life. 
You can't see me right now, viewers, but I just gave you bitch eyes. I know you. you the funny part about John is you play off like you're like this lone wolf. No, I don't. If you were, you wouldn't do cool things, and you wouldn't have a narcissistic podcast to tell people what, what else you're you doing. gonna talk about on a podcast. <laughs> so either way, I feel bad. The first four people I tell stories to get the full long story, but by like person number seven, it's like I went to New York and I came back. What do you want from me? Come on now. But it's just like, oh, I got to do this every day, every once a week for six weeks, tell these crazy stories. Well, they're always insane. Yeah, so I'm trying to think back. Tuesday, what happened? So go, what? I'm listening. Oh, I thought you were laughing at no. me. Tuesday, get to the airport, Porter, to fly to New York. And it's really smooth getting through all the security mm-hmm. and stuff. You did not puke on the plane like I did? I did not puke on the plane. I <laughs> maybe almost did coming back, but we'll get into that in a okay. second. So starts off, of course, I had to sit next to a crazy-ass trick on the plane. Mm-hmm. A crazy-ass trick, just a crazy chick. Oh, I was like, what's a trick? A trick was I didn't want to call her a bitch, so oh, I called okay. her a trick. So it started off, I got on the plane out of the window seat. She was already sitting there. I was like, oh, hi, excuse me, I have the seat next to you. And she just... She's like, okay, well, you can get past me, can't you? Like, most people will get up and move. Yeah. So you can get past me, can't you? I was like, I guess so. Uh, hello, bitch. Move. Yeah, come on, trick. So <laughs> I sit down. Is that a gangster word? Yeah, trick. Okay. My favorite word right now is turnt. Oh, turnt up. I'm over you saying that, to be honest. Well, then I'm going to keep saying turnt. Well, obviously. So I sit down next to her, and she just was doing a bunch of, like, bitchy things where... Mm. This flight attendant came by giving out food, and the person's like, is there, is there a vegetarian? I can't eat. What's in here? Is there meat? I can't eat meat. I need vegetarian. What do you have for me? I need vegetarian food. <laughs> yeah. person's like, I can get you some nuts. She's like, I guess so. I just need vegetarian food. Well, see. Ugh. I was anyway. like, look, there, and the person's like, well, there's a salad in there. I, I need all vegetarian food. <laughs> If you're going to be that fucking picky, bring your own damn food. Yeah, so I'm sitting next to this person. Luckily, the good thing about this bitchy person was she didn't want to talk to me. I didn't really want to talk to her. But it was weird. Someone behind us smelled really bad. Yeah. I I was worried that she thought I was the one who smelled bad. She'd be like, why the fuck do you smell so bad? Then you could be like, bitch, please, you smell so bad. Yeah, so I was kind of annoyed sitting next to her. The other weird thing was I wish I should have written down what book she was reading. She was reading a really weird book. It, It was like... Ten steps to de- to defeat your defiant child, or something weird okay. like that. And she was like making notes and all these things. So I was like, clearly you can't parent your kid. Yeah, and the other thing that bugged me too was when we were getting ready to take off, mm-hmm. they made the nefs like, oh, turn off all your cell phones, put away your electronics. Mm-hmm. And she's on the phone. We're getting ready to take off, and the flight attendant comes by, like, oh, excuse me, uh, you have to get off yeah. the phone because we're taking off. Yeah. She's like, oh. That's the other thing I don't understand. Remember, somebody was like, they had to tell the people like. Four times to t- turn off their, like, iPods or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, don't you know the rules in 2014 about flying? It's exactly. like, as soon as they get to a certain altitude, you can turn it back on. Relax, dude. Yeah, like, so. I'm sure Chonsky over in New York doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> the phone call you guys are having right now. So. <laughs> so that was kind of annoying, but we took off, landed pretty quickly, had a, a fun drink on the plane, which was good. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous because I've only been to New York once, and when I went with Sean and Dan, mm-hmm. basically Dan, because uh, the, the flight lands in Newark, and then you got to go into New York City because right. Porter flies to Newark. Dan's like, okay, I know how to get to the bus that takes us to downtown, so I was just kind of following him. Right. I didn't remember how to kind of do all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, so I was like, uh, I hope I can do that. 
get through customs and find the bus stop and like all this kind of stuff. So either way, landed, got through, found the express bus that goes to New York. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful weather. It was like 20 degrees down there, which was fun. Got downtown New York, got dropped off at the Port Authority. And the first week I was staying at the Yotel, which is located at 42nd Street and 10th Street. Okay. Because I'm trying to remember where everything is. So okay. stayed there with Sean and Dan last year. It's like a cool Japanese-style hotel. Mm-hmm. Paid an extra 20 bucks just to like stay on the uh, one of the top floors because you get a better view of everything. Totally. So that was good. Checked into the hotel and like had I was actually on the top floor of the hotel, which was pretty nice. Amazing. And uh, after that, I was like, well, I should probably just kind of get accustomed to like where things are in New York and just I gotta go find where my class is because the class wasn't until seven at night. I didn't want to go looking for it like six thirty and. We get should lost. note that. Okay, so you're not like staying in New York for like five weeks straight or six weeks straight. You're actually like. You know, Monday I go to work, Tuesday go to the airport in the morning, fly to New York, stay overnight, come back, and then there's varying for each week. Um, following the first week, you're staying for different degrees of time, but flying back to go to work essentially the same day after your class. Yeah, flying into work Wednesday or flying into trial Wednesday for like twelve thirty, and then walking across the street to go to work till like eight or nine. Yeah. So it's been a busy couple of weeks, but either way, I kind of. I was like, oh, once, because also when we were in New York last year, Sean was the one who was doing all the navigation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's go find, let's go to this comedy club. And he'd be like, okay, this is how we get there. And he'd do all the navigation. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Now I'm by myself, so I got to figure out all the navigation. But mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's actually easy. It's all grids and numbers. It's like 7th, 8th, 9th, 40th, 30th. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. simple. So I went, found where my class was, which was good. And then after that, I'm like, well, I got a couple hours to kill. Why don't I just go walk around New York City? Mm-hmm. So I went, walked to like Times Square, checked out. There was like a cool billboard uh, for Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers. Oh, did I even tell people what the course I'm doing in New York is? It's called Writing for Late Night TV. <laughs> I didn't even answer you. Yeah, like that. You just answered yourself. <laughs> I couldn't remember if people knew. or I, I probably told them, but I, I probably, you maybe you forgot or whatever. So... Course is called Writing for Late Night TV, mm-hmm. and it's with an awesome teacher. His name's Joe Toplin. You can follow him on Twitter. He's the former head writer of the Tonight Show, Jay Leno, mm-hmm. former head writer of Late Night, David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Was one of the main writers on Monk for a bunch of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Has written with for a bunch of cool shows and stuff. Right. So, anyways, walking around New York, uh, I was like, each week I want to kind of find a cool new pizza place and just try pizza everywhere. Okay. So I did that, and then I just went back to the hotel to like relax for a bit. For sure. And then, so it was really good weather, though, while you were there. Yeah, it was 20 degrees and sunny, so I mm-hmm. didn't need a jacket. I was walking around just, like, with my sunglasses on and all this kind of stuff, which was cool. And then just as an aside, it was pretty decent in Toronto that day. It was, like, I think, like, 8 degrees here. Tuesday was a very nice day all around. Wednesday was a bit of a bitch all, we'll all weather there. around. So either way, I went to class, and I was definitely nervous just to kind of get into the class, see what kind of people were there, see if I could hold mm-hmm. my own, see if I would actually like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into the class. It was, uh, made a friend right away, which was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I, I was, we were waiting outside the classroom and uh, this guy came up to me. He's like, oh, is this the right lady writing for late night TV? So again, yeah, then we just kind of struck up a conversation, talked for a few minutes. So that was kind of nice to, like to meet a, meet someone, just kind of make friends off the bat. So we kind of sat down next to each other and, and everything, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then class started, and it was it was awesome, which was good. 
You are so excited. Mm. You are still very excited. I am. I'm also tired, as maybe we'll get into it. We were out till four in the morning last night, <laughs> so it's like, oh, sleepy. But class was a lot of fun. Basically, our teacher came in. We introduced ourselves, went around the tape, or went around the class, talked about what I did. Everyone else mm. talked about what they did. And then we just kind of got into things. And it mm-hmm. started off with our teacher just talking about what a typical day as a writer on a late night talk show like Jimmy Fallon or mm-hmm. Dave Letterman was like. Which is kind of different than the setup for like Saturday Night Live when you went to that course, right? Like mm-hmm. the hours are a bit different. Yeah, Saturday Night Live basically you go in Monday around 3 or 4 in the afternoon. They don't tell you when to come in. Mm-hmm. You go in for 3 or 4 in the afternoon. You uh, get pitch ideas for what you want to pitch that week for sketches to the host mm-hmm. and Lauren Michaels. Um you go, you pitch your ideas, They, Lauren Michaels and the guest host tell you what ideas you like, and then Monday night starting from like 5 till 5 in the afternoon till 7 in the morning, you're writing sketches, and that's it's all it is. It's like writing late night. It just wasn't really my cup of tea right. when I found out what it was like there. I'm like, ah, this isn't, I like the experience, and it was cool to find out what it was like there, but I'm like, this isn't really my thing. Going into the late night show, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I'd want to be doing. This is all super cool and everything. Right. So... What are those hours? Uh, you go in for like 9, 9.30, 10 in the morning. And he said some some late night shows, they have just strictly monologue writers. So there's probably anywhere from 10 to 12 writers per show. Mm-hmm. Some shows, you might just have people who just write monologue jokes, which are the jokes at the start of the show when the host comes out. Some people don't. You don't know. I think you just said it twice. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I know if people knew what monologue jokes were. <laughs> So some people maybe have five or six writers who just do that, and each writer writes 30 to 40 monologue jokes a day, mm-hmm. hand them off to the head writer who gives them to the host, and then he picks 10 or 12 from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have other writers who just write sketches or bits like the top 10 list or Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes mm-hmm. or like any kind of anything else that needs to be written. You have writers for that. And then there's some shows where you have people – well, all the writers do everything, monologue jokes, sketches, scripts, all kinds of stuff. I think what was really cool is that when I was really excited because, like, my, okay, my school is very different than your school. Yeah. But this is, like, the school, like, you said you would have paid however much however much this course was for six weeks. You would have paid that amount of money for the one day you had mm-hmm. there. Because you, when you finally got back to Toronto, you were so excited mm-hmm. and just really jacked. And you're like, Val, I took like eight pages of notes front and back. And yeah. I was like, aw, and whatever. And then you like kind of, it was really interesting. You told me how um, a late night show is broken up into like the different chunks. Mm-hmm. And when I actually said, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Because I'm like, you break the podcast up into like chunks like that. For sure. Which is really interesting. Because I'm like, I don't know if you knew you were doing that or it was like inadvertently doing that. So. Definitely. It was, uh, yeah, it was all worth it. If I just went down for that one day c- class, it would have definitely been worth it. Uh, just to kind of go back into like the episode. So after you do, you write till maybe one in the afternoon, rehearsals at two, mm-hmm. see what jokes work, what jokes don't. You write more jokes mm-hmm. until five when they do the actual filming of the show. Mm-hmm. And then you stay till seven, eight, nine at night writing jokes for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of repeat uh, and go back into the next day and do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. oh, this is the kind of stuff I would want to do. And then, yeah, he broke down. He's like, okay, so we're doing six weeks. Each week, I'm going to break, uh, each week, we're going to learn something new. So week one, monologue jokes. Mm-hmm. Week two, will be desk pieces. Week three will be sketches. Week four will be whatever. And then week six is everything we've 
learned and written, we put together for a submission package that if we want, we can send to late night shows. Right. And it's cool. Like the teacher said, he recently had a student who got hired on Family Guy as a writer. Mm-hmm. Someone I know, well, we, that one podcast I heard, the, this lady got hired on The Daily Show, John Stewart, and she went on to win, win Emmys and write for a bunch of other shows like How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm. So, so week one was all about writing monologue jokes, which was cool because if you guys have listened to the podcast, I've done a couple episodes called Late Night at 6.05 where I do my own talk show, late night talk show, mm-hmm. and I do monologue jokes for that. But before, what I used to do was read a headline and then just try to think of a joke in my head. Right. But I was like, oh, apparently, or our teacher taught us that when you write a monologue joke, there's actually six steps to write a proper monologue jokes. And there's he's like, there's a science to writing a punchline. And he's like, I'm going to break down how you actually write how to write a successful, funny monologue joke. Okay. I was like, I didn't even know that there's a process to do this, and I'll spare everyone kind of like the details of all the steps and everything, Mm -hmm. but when he broke down how you write and construct a joke in a punchline, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. I never even thought of it this way, and Mm I was like, oh, this I can use in everyday life for work or for podcasts and stuff like that. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. We went over, he went through the steps. I was frantically writing everything down, he read a bunch of monologue jokes from different talk shows, and we had to guess whose host said was saying it, what show it was from, so that was kind of fun. Right. All the shows, like Jimmy Fallon, Kimmel, Seth Meyers, when he read out their jokes, everyone laughed, but when he got to David Letterman, no one really laughed. Uh-huh. So that's how you knew which one were David Letterman jokes, because they weren't the funniest. funniest. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. He has, like, exceeded his, like, prime kind of thing. Exactly. And then at the end of the class, we just kind of... He would read a topic, then we'd try to come up with a monologue joke together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so our homework for the first week was to go out and write one or two monologue jokes, bring them in the class, then we'd read them in front of everybody. Okay. So I was like, okay, so that was that was that homework, mm-hmm. and then after the class, I was excited and tired and and all these hungry, so I went to Times Square's McDonald's and took that back to the hotel and. <sighs> Had I, it was like ten thirty at I night. Know. I'm like, what am I gonna go to a restaurant and sit I down know. till like midnight or something? It's just one of those things. Like you're in the like coolest city in the world. We gotta get you off of the McDonald's. Yeah, but I went for pizza earlier than in the day. That's true. It's just like when you're done a class and you're by yourself and it's ten ten thirty at night. It's like I just want to get something quick and fun and bring it back to the room and sit down because we were also I was gonna Skype you that night to yeah. tell you everything. So I didn't want to be out to like twelve in the morning. That's true. And I'm like I also had like my laptop. I, I had mm-hmm. all the stuff in my bag. So. That was fun. Went out, went back to the room, hung out on Skype with you, and we went over everything, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I went to bed and woke up because my flight to go back to Toronto the next day, itchy nose, was make it tea. Okay, was eleven in the morning. You want me to keep going as you make your tea? So flight was at eleven in the morning. It takes about twenty-five minutes to take the express bus from New York to Newark Airport. So I get to the bus stop for about 8.45 in the morning. Bus comes, get to the airport nice and early because I want to get there early just so I had enough time because it was my first week flying back to Toronto. So get to the airport, uh, plenty of time. I get there really early. I think I get there for like 9.15, 9.20. The airport's great because in Terminal B, which is where I go for Porter, it's really empty and like no one was in security. There was no one there at the lineup. So I got through, got my ticket, got through security within five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of sat in the Porter Lounge for like an hour and a half until the flight came. Yeah. I was trying to text you though because like in Toronto, 
Like, just to give you guys a heads up, it's like mid-March, right? It was like early March yeah. at this point. And we've had like a pretty atrocious winter, a very long winter in Toronto. I get up to go to the uh, subway to go to work, and it is by far the worst snowstorm I have ever walked around in. It is snow flying from every angle. You almost need like ski goggles to like actually walk around and be have anything be visible. And so I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna keep John in New York? Because I was like, this is the worst weather to commute in. Now, meanwhile, in New York, it's not as warm as the day before. It's like 10 degrees, sunny, no clouds in the sky. I was like, oh, I saw that the weather in Toronto wasn't the greatest, but everything... You didn't even have your winter jacket. No, I had a leather jacket because it was Mm -hmm. 20 degrees, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to wear a winter jacket Mm -hmm. when it's so hot. So either way, uh, I keep checking the website and checking the boards. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's no delays for the flight. I'm like, this is good. I'm like, as long as we can leave, then Mm -hmm. that's a good sign. Right. So flight's at 11.10. We board... At 10.50 on time, I was like, okay, this is good. As we're boarding, I see there's a TV screen. There's, like, an explosion in Harlem. I was like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank God I got out of there. I wasn't, I wasn't even in Harlem. I don't even know where Harlem is in, compared to where I was in New York. I'm sure it's not even close. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Get on the plane, and luckily no one sits next to me. There's a bit of a doofus dickhead sitting behind me. <laughs> if anyone's watched House of Cards... What's that bald guy? Peter Russo. Peter. This guy on, on House of Cards named Peter Russo, who's a bald cokehead who, like, is a senator or whatever he does in, yeah. in the show. Basically, the equivalent of that guy in the show was sitting behind me. <laughs> a bald, dickheaded guy who was just all, probably was all coked out. She's like, oh, I can't believe I had to leave my downtown hotel. I was supposed to get a massage today, but I guess we'll fly back to Toronto. I could have stayed an extra day, you know. I could have stayed an extra day and got another massage. Well, I was like, then, dick, man, stay here and get your massage. Like, like you yelling about. Yeah. So that was annoying, but we take off either way, and the, the pilot comes on. He's like, okay, folks, uh, estimated time about an hour to Toronto. Just to let you know, scattered flurries, minus four, whatever it is, but we should get you to touch down in about an hour. So, okay, great. Whatever, I'm just going to walk to work. Told my boss I'll be back for 1 o'clock or so. So we take off. We're flying. I have a drink on the plane. I have a snack. This is all good. Listen to my music. I'm happy because the first day, first class went so well. And pilot comes on and he says, okay, folks, we've started our descent into Toronto. We are about 20 minutes away from touching down at the airport. We'll have you on your way and I uh, hope you guys have a great day. So like, perfect. Okay. Also, he said, still some scattered flurries, but it's not looking too bad. Five minutes later, Captain comes back on the intercom and says, So just to give you an update, folks, we have some bad news for you. The weather is so bad right now in Toronto that we are not actually cleared to land. So what we're going to do is we're going to circle land uh, the Billy Bishop Porter Airport for about 45 minutes. And if the weather doesn't get any better in that time, we are going to actually have to fly back to Newark. So I was like, God damn it. I was like, this is the worst. Of course, the first day flying back, I'm supposed to go back in the work. There's flight delays. I'm like, oh, please just let us land. Let the weather clear out. Please, please, please. So with our luck, what do you guys think happened? Do you think the weather cleared up? Oh, hells no. The weather did not clear up. So we circled around, and we had to fly all the way back to beautiful Newark, New Jersey, and everyone's just pissed off and angry. It's the worst because we were literally at the airport circling around, but we couldn't land. Like, we were physically there. I could, couldn't see because the weather was snowy, but it's like, ah, oh, damn it, we're so close to landing. It was just like a big tease, pretty much. So we're flying back to Newark. Everyone's, like, freaking out on the plane. That dickhead behind me just like, I knew I should have stayed here for that massage. I can't believe this. 
And he kept being like, stewardess, stewardess, give me an update. What's going on? And she's like, wow, we don't know until we land what else is going to happen when we can go back. And he was just kind of being like a douche Dick. about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we land back in Newark. I had to write like my boss an email being like, so back in New Jersey, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to come in today. And she's awesome. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Are you okay? Things are falling. What happened? You need to move over. Uh, so we get, we landed back in New Jersey, and this dickhead again pissed me off. So he's sitting behind me. No one's at my seat, so I'm waiting for like them to open the doors. I'm not gonna like move out of my seat to leave the plane toll ready to go. Mm-hmm. But this guy had a bag and a jacket in the overhead compartment. So he gets up, grabs his bag, grabs a jacket, and throws it down on the seat next to me. When he had a seat next to him, such a jerk. puts his back to me, so I'm like kind of trapped there with all his shit on me. pushed it. And then people are finally getting up to leave, and I'm like, well, fuck, this guy's got to move out of the way. Yeah. So I get up, and I try to move, and he's like, oh, he's like, I'll let you go first. Don't worry, I'll let you go uh, first. thank you, idiot. I was like, look, Captain Dickhead, like, <laughs> I've obviously let me go first. I'm ahead of you, and yeah. I'm just like, oh. The other thing that bugged me was... Clearly, like, we couldn't do anything. It was the weather. Like, they couldn't land. If they could land in Toronto, they would have. And the guy's right. like, oh, see how I can scam myself some free uh, flights out of this. So I was like, listen, douchehead. So either way, back in New Jersey now, in the airport, and they're like, what we're going to do, folks, we'll update you every half hour to let you know if we can take off again. Mm-hmm. Every half hour, they're like, no, we can't take off. Sorry, the load is too bad. Can't take off. So... Either way, I was stranded in the New Jersey airport for another five or six hours. I couldn't leave mm-hmm. because they're like, we're going to give you updates every half hour. So I couldn't even leave the lounge because right. in case I missed my flight. They uh, There was just like a bunch of weird people in the airport as well. Mm-hmm. There was someone who was doing like hot yoga, just like Ew. stretching out in front of me. There was like these children of the corn, like five kids under the age of 10 who had the same like weird plaid dress outfits yeah i'll see you. i'll try and post i took a weird picture of them so i'll post a picture of them on uh, facebook and instagram and all that stuff okay. what was that thing remember back in like the 90s when you had two sticks and you would bounce one stick back and forth devil sticks devil sticks exactly one guy was doing devil sticks and someone came up to him and was, hey what are you doing he's like well i got nothing else to do <laughs> so i'm gonna play with my devil sticks <laughs> i didn't know it was like the 90s i yeah. didn't know people still had those no exactly I actually had a pair of those. I had them too, but because yeah. it was the 90s. I'm like, who has them now? Mm-hmm. So there was that going on. There was just weird people everywhere. And I just kind of got tired. And there was like this really shitty restaurant in the the terminal. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not, it's not Irish or Scott. It's like some weird kind of food. And like, there's nothing to do. So eventually I went there and the, I got like a roast beef sandwich with chips. Mm-hmm. And I took a picture and sent it to you. And the picture looks good. I'll, maybe I'll post this picture as yeah. well. But it was really gross and like disgusting. And I ate it. But I was like, oh, this just is not sitting so right with gross. me. Okay. So five, six hours I'm waiting there. I'm starting to kind of feel sick and tired and headachey. I didn't have any Advil. I didn't really have anything. Which is funny. So I just like to point out as a caveat to the story is that before you left, I was like, John, please take some Advil. And you're like, I'm not going to take any Advil. Right? And I was like, stop being stupid. And so then I packed you like a little sandwich bag of like Benadryl, Advil, like just like um, gravel, like just like little, like a little. And then ended it with the ill. Yeah. Gravel, Advil, and uh, So what happened? You took... All the Advil prior to this flight. Well, I took one before my class because I had a headache and I was nervous. And I took one 
when we landed back in New Jersey for the first time, I was like, well, I'm sure we'll only be here for like an hour or two. So I popped one then. But I was like, oh, I didn't realize I'd be here for six hours. So, <laughs> so you should have taken I more I should have taken more Advil, exactly. So anyways, I sat around and I I sat in all the different areas. I sat in the Porter Lounge. I sat in the restaurant. I sat like by myself. I sat on the floor. There was a flight going to uh, Dubai. So I sat with everyone who was going to Dubai. <laughs> I contemplated going that to Dubai. Mumbai. Mumbai, that's what I meant. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Contemplate going to Mumbai. Either way, flight finally took off again at 7 o'clock at night. Remember, I got to the airport about 9 in the morning. I'd already flown to Toronto and back to New Jersey. <laughs> Get on the plane. I'm just like, oh, this sandwich is not sitting right with me. I feel sick. I'm like, I didn't. The good thing was I drank like eight bottles of water throughout my day there. Mm-hmm. But the flight took off and it was really bumpy and turbulent because the weather was still bad in Toronto. Yeah, it did not stop snowing heavily. Like, they said they, like, let us go home early from work. But, like, my boss made a joke. He's like, Val, you only have, like, five stops to go on the subway line. And then I was like, does that mean I can't go home? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I ended up staying at work till 6. And it was, like, I, like probably, like, three feet worth of snow fell down that day. Yeah. Not more. It was crazy. So I get on the flight, flying back, bad turbulence. These people behind me are like, oh, remember the last time there's turbulence you threw up everywhere? And I'm like, oh, no, if this person throws up. Usually, like, I don't get stomach yeah, sickness for good. flying any of that stuff. But I was like, this is just I feel sick from the food I ate. I was like, oh, my God. So luckily, I didn't get sick and yeah. I landed. Uh, get uh, through customs. Of course, every time I go for the ferry, I always just miss it. So I miss Ew. the ferry going back. Get on the ferry, and then I'm like, fuck this. I'm taking a cab home because now it's 8.30 at night. Yeah. It's almost 9 going through custom and all that. Mm-hmm. Usually, there's cabs lined up down the block because there's always so many cabs in Toronto for this stuff. There's about 20 people ahead of me in line for a taxi. Uh, five people get in the taxi, and then someone uh, comes out and just says, so folks, just so you know, there's no taxis available. We've called them, but we don't know when there will be any more. So I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to wait around. I get on the bus. Long story short, I get home at like 10, 10.30 at night, and I'm just in a little leather jacket in the snow, and it's just like the worst travel day ever. I'm sorry. I came in and you're so sad. Well, I was like, it was such a good first day that the second day was like kind of shitty. But I was like, well, there's no way that my travels can get any worse. (laughs) And they did. But before we get into the second week, which I just happened, what were you doing like when I was gone on the Tuesday? Were you up to, did you just work and come home so i think for me it's mainly that uh john and i we do hang out a lot like even when we're not at work or like on the weekends and stuff like that like we enjoy each other's company and so even though like we both work like later we're not the typical like nine to five hours we always work like a fair bit later than that i really do depend on you coming home and like (laughs) hanging out on me so knowing that you're not here every tuesday it's just like, it's a little bit of a mind fuck to me because I'm just like, somebody has to entertain me. Yeah. Uh, so I've like ployed my friends from work. Um, and just by nature, it's still really busy at work. I was like, guys, you have to take care of me every Tuesday. So I was like, let's just jam because I'm on my music binge. Yeah. So literally, despite it being the snowstorm, I ended up staying at work till like seven or eight that day, jamming with a couple of my friends there and then i was just like oh no now he's gone again the next day yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like i also just found it like i know we spoke about the sleepy time ghost yeah that day but then i was like i'm gonna try not going to bed with drugs but just like drugs I, you mean like gradville or Advil, not yeah. like crack or no no, no, no not rob like yeah. but 
I was like, okay, I'm not going to take any Benadryl. And then at 2 in the morning, I'm like, ah, I still can't sleep. So I popped the Benadryl, and I was like, ah, I can't wake up because the thing won't, like, wear off. I am so angry because I just paused the show. <laughs> it was a tea and burp. someone just burped on the podcast. I did not record it, so <laughs> damn it. Burp. I'm going to try and burp and blame it on you later. No. So either way, uh, everybody's been really great. I, I've never felt more support. That night, I think, like, every single one of my, like, or our closest friends and family called, texted, emailed me. Like, Sean, a.k.a. my surrogate boyfriend for the day, Mm -hmm. he, like, texted me. He's like, are you okay? I'll be done at work at this time. Do you need me to get you anything? And so it was, like, really, really sweet. Everybody, there was, like, a heart, like, it felt very heartwarming to know that people care that much if I was okay. That was awesome. Yeah, so that was good. I had pierogies for dinner because you hate pierogies, Mm -hmm. and I was really excited about that. Um, But, yeah, it was just really busy. So Wednesday I stayed at work fairly late again okay and so but i managed to come home before like you with dinner so i was happy about that and um how's how's all the violin lessons been going for you lately oh it's (laughs) so violin is really good last week um last week was pretty arduous there's like just some stuff going on at work and i I just didn't practice Mm -hmm. um violin at all but it was crazy because when I went in this past Monday, and I I feel guilty when I don't practice. And mm-hmm. I told the teacher, and she's like, oh, she's like, I still think it's really cool that you're working, like, extreme hours, but you still want to do this. And so she, I was playing with her, and then she's like, oh, she's like, you're really good still. And she's mm-hmm. like, I just want to tell you. She's like, in May coming up, she's like, I have a recital for um, the, the people in my class. And I was like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. And then she's like, it's actually all six and eight-year-olds and then me <laughs> if I want to do it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. And I started laughing. And initially, I thought that that would be like really humiliating. But then at the end of the day, I was like, oh, no. maybe it'd be really fun. And then I told a couple, like I told you, and you're like. Of course, yeah. yeah. I want to see you play. And Definitely. then I was like, I know my family would come out. And then like I told a bunch of my friends at work, and they were like, oh, you know we're coming. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So I. I'm I'm a little nervous because what happens if these six-year-olds smoke me, right? Uh, Are they they all Asian? Seriously? (laughs) No, I'm just saying they have a better workout. I don't know. If there's a bunch of like like little white kids, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But then part of me is just like, if I play with my teacher, it'll be okay. But I'm like, what happens if these kids are like, they've been playing for like a year and Mm -hmm. they're like amazing or whatever. Yeah, but you're amazing too. Yeah, we'll see. It could be like a movie where you start playing and then you like screw up the first note and everyone's like, (gasps) and then you like look around, you're like, I don't know what to do. But then I just stand up and I kind of like give you the head nod. Okay. And you take like a big deep breath and then you do like, what movie is this? I don't know. Any movie from like the 90s or something like that. Okay. You know what I've been doing not to cut you off? I've been doing. (laughs) Really? Listen, you. Are you that apologetic as you just kept going with your story? It was just because we were talking about movies. I've been kind of doing a movie thing lately. Okay. Uh, what I've been doing when I walk into work now is I've been kind of walking, and then when I get to a, a red light and there's a bunch of cars driving by me, mm-hmm. i kind of been moving in, like, slow motion, like I'm in a <laughs> Michael Bay movie. Okay. Like, I'll be looking left, and then I'll slowly... Why are you so weird? Move my head right because I'm like it's like the Jose Reyes thing where I just so I want one person to be like why is this guy keep calling him Papa? <laughs> I want there to be someone in the car being like is this guy moving in like cool slow motion? Cause you know when people look cool and they just move real slow. So I've been kind of 
You're like the definition of a hipster. Ooh, me? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I've been doing that Michael Bay thing. Yeah. So I've been moving in slow motion. If you see me walking under a bridge, just know I've been... It'd be way more Michael Bay if there's like lens flares behind you. And there's like a really shitty story written about <laughs> yeah. it. The other weird thing is I walked home the other day under the under the Gardner Bridge, as I always do, and I walked best walked past the best-smelling homeless gentleman I've ever seen in my life, or ever smelt in my life. <laughs> smelled like, like potpourri, vanilla, and broken Aww. dreams, I guess. I don't know. But he smelled really good. I'm like, I think he was homeless, but I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just a hipster under a bridge. No, nah, he was like old with like a scraggly beard and like a weird hat. He didn't look like a hipster. That could be such a hipster. But he, no, he's like an old man. Like he's in his like fifties or something, and yeah. he just smelled really, really good. So do you want to go back and see him? So, no. <laughs> Can I say speaking of uh, good looking or good smelling men in their fifties, I want to give a shout out to Pops Malin. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him right now as I. No, I I know how old he is, but I won't say. Okay. Gentleman never uh, tells. Mm-hmm. But I will say he is a very dashing, good-looking man. Yes. So, but shout out to him as the Malin man have been traveling lately. I've been in New York. Uh-huh. He's actually right out out right now in California. LA doing son. his thing. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of traveling, doing some work things. Hopefully, mm-hmm. catching up and just relaxing by a pool or a beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's been super busy with work. As you guys can can uh, is it like. Not NWA. Uh, what are you trying to end up? You're like Coast Wars. What? Like What's East a coast? coast, West Coast War. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Biggie versus Tupac, mm-hmm. basically. Who are you then? Well, if we're basing it on the two coasts, I would be Notorious B.I.G. because mm-hmm. I'm in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, where's Brooklyn at? And Pops Mountain would have to be Tupac Shakur if he's out in the West Coast. So <laughs> Is that the red? Uh, well, there's Crips and Bloods, and that's an L.A. thing. Crips mm-hmm. are blue, Bloods are red. Ah. That's the L.A. gangs. Gotcha. Schoolboy Q. Uh, Who's on the cover of our Ox magazine. There you go. He for used this to, month. He used to be a Crip, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in gangs. So, shout out to Pops Mountain. Hope he's mm-hmm. having fun. If you guys remember last week, I put out the episode mm-hmm. a day early. That was yeah. for him, because I knew he'd be traveling, mm-hmm. and there's uh, long flights to uh, L.A. So Word. hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear how his trip went. We'll mm-hmm. let you guys know how all that went, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully he comes back with a bit of a tan. Amazing. So shout out to him. Uh, give him a call, because I think he comes back in a couple mm-hmm. of days, so that's good. Did uh, we end up going out last week afterwards? What was last week? Uh, first week of your thing? What did we do last week? I don't even remember. My brain kind of hurts trying to think about stuff. We went to see your family on Sunday. Sean came over on Sean Saturday. Sean came over. Friday, we went for Indian food. Yummy. And Saturday, I don't know what we did. Oh, Sean came over for oh. hockey. Yeah, I don't want to remember yeah, that game. that game is the worst. But it was, it was fun. We, Sean made, you, we all made like a nice steak dinner. He brought the steaks, made them really well. Mm-hmm. You made great sides. All I'm saying, okay, so Sean is such like a food pusher. So I know how I like my steak. If you guys all recall, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we were in Ottawa for Jen's birthday at the keg. All I want is a good New York peppercorn steak. Mm -hmm. I like things on my steak, okay? Mm -hmm. Peppercorns, a.k.a. So Sean's like, Val, do you have a skillet? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then I was like, oh, do you want to marinate these steaks? And he's like, no. All I'm going to do is put them in the pan and then, you know, afterwards maybe put some salt on it. And I was like, well, I'm not a caveman, so <laughs> let me actually put my own, like, we have, like, steak seasoning on it. Yeah. And so he's like, no, 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 don't. And I was like, 
Okay, but John makes really good steaks with these, and I really like it. So I'd rather not eat a steak that I don't like. Yeah. Kind of thing is, and I'm like, hello, you're cooking in my kitchen, right? <laughs> so either way, I like clandestine, not even clandestinely. I was like, screw this, I'm putting steak on or steak seasoning on mine. Mm-hmm. And then I felt bad because yours was empty and like not had anything on it. So then. While he wasn't looking, I put it on one side of yours and then grilled it. And then I waited till he went away. <laughs> and I was like, Sean, I'll plate all this food. You go sit down. And then I put steak seasoning on your other side and like grilled it a little bit more. So hopefully your steak still tasted good. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, he gets the last laugh because Super Montreal won their game. I know, Jack. So that was that. I was going to say, um, Based off your, your last violin lesson, something weird kind of happened that I wanted to talk about. I guess we can maybe make it like it was it worth the hassle. So, um, uh, I went, when you were at violin lessons last week, you said you had a bit of like a tickle in your throat. So I was like, I'm going to go Thank get you, you some, some uh, hauls. So I go to Shoppers, where in the area where whenever I drop you off violin, I go to Starbucks, do some writing, and then in that plaza there's a Shoppers. Mm-hmm. So I went there, and it wasn't busy yet, but there was a girl in front of me. There was a girl who was starting to pay. Mm-hmm. There was an old uh, woman mm-hmm. in front of me, and then I was next in line. So someone mm-hmm. was about to pay. Then there's, like, old Mother Hubbard was in front of me, <laughs> and then there's me. And then there's, like, then it started to get busy behind me. Yeah. So this girl who I would say she was, I would describe her as maybe oddly attractive where she wasn't like a knock like a knockout okay but there was like okay she had like maybe a snaggle tooth but if she didn't have a snaggle tooth she'd be a nine but she's like a 7.5 so she's okay right okay and but the guy who's like i love that a snaggle tooth drops her what is it (laughs) (laughs) 2.5 spots so good Uh, lord what is like uh like i don't even know like a third eye get you oh that gets you up there because that makes you interesting (laughs) uh so she's there and she's like chatting up the cashier the cashier is a dude mm-hmm. like okay he's like into her because he was like making conversation with her like extending the thing yeah because she was buying she was buying stuff and then she was buying uh birthday cards and guys like oh whose birthday is it like i don't know if she worked with them or not because he was like oh whose birthday and she's like oh it's my sister-in-law's birthday yeah and he was just talking like oh yeah that's so great where are you guys going i was like okay dude yeah like no one's impressed with what's going on and there's no on. other cashiers and you're no, no other cashiers now it's like getting busier and busier and they were talking for a bit and then he's like okay it's 15 or 14 dollars whatever it was and she's like okay here's a 10 here's a toonie how is it 54 cents mm-hmm. here's a, and she's like putting all the change up and he's like, oh, oh, take your time, take your time. Like, oh, you know what? You're Ew. a few pennies short. I'll help you out with all this stuff. So it's like, okay, damn it. And then, so they're done. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, going out. We got to go right and get a bottle of wine, then go out to dinner. So she proceeds in the small counter. It's not a very big counter to start writing her birthday card oh. message Why right there. Why didn't she go to another counter? Yeah, or go to her car, like yeah. anywhere else other than this. So then it's like, oh, my God, like. Uh, so from there, the old Mother Hubbard person goes up in front of me, and she's like, I'll take some Altoids, please, Aww. or some shit. And she's taking forever. So I, I, I guess this was, wasn't worth the hassle, but I don't know. What would you do? There's, like, old person in front of me taking forever, and then this person who's taking yeah. up this whole counter space writing birthday cards, like, this is stupid, I right? I get really sassy for stuff like that. I'm like, excuse me, and I would almost just go right up beside the person writing cards yeah. to just, like, invade what they feel is their space. Mm-hmm. Um, old, Like, I just, 
I would just shoot the cashier, like, the death stare kind of thing. Yeah, like, time. even, like, last night, I was, like, I'm over this, like, standing mm-hmm. in line. Like, but there's so many crazy people. Yeah, so... I Thank j- you, though. I know you were doing it for me. Well, all I know is the combined time for those first two people, it was, like, ten minutes in line. How how long how much time do you think it took me to pay and do my two stuff? minutes less than forty five seconds. Yeah, I was in. I had two hauls and a Mike and Ike's. The guys <laughs> like it's four dollars. I was like, here's a five dollar bill, and I got the fuck out of there. You didn't but, wait for your change? No, I got my change, but oh. it was like a dollar change. Like yeah. I had pre- precise, mm-hmm. and I kind of like I didn't bump into the girl next to me who was right in her car, but I was kind of mm-hmm. like. Phew. Like one of those things. <laughs> and I go to turn walk out, and I didn't notice old Mother Hubbard was like standing behind me, like putting my Altoids oh. in my shit like a cart. So I was like trying to dance around these two people. Yeah. So I don't know. That that was it. It's just like who the fuck writes their cards at That's a busy stupid. counter? Especially if there are like no other cashiers. Go right in in another lane. Yeah, and where's the other cashiers at? But mm-hmm. either way, that was my was it worth the hassle? <laughs> so the funny thing was, I think I told you. Um, I don't know if he's actually listening, but we were speaking about this, so I'm going to give him a plug. Um, so my friend Rob at work, who's like, he should just be on contract with us because he's been freelancing with us for like the past two months. Um, but he's really, really nice and he stays behind to like jam with all of us as well. But he's very much like his shtick as a hipster is like, he's the, he is the A type of I'm a lone wolf. Like you have to like. He's like, oh no, kind of like you where you're like, let's just hit everything in one day so we can like stay at home for like the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're literally like at one, I think it was like the Wednesday night when you were coming home this week mm-hmm. and he's like, um, or no, Tuesday, sorry, so you would have been gone. He's like, oh, so was, how's your weekend? I was like, oh, it's really good. I was like, blah, 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 you know, we're doing this um whatever I was like oh we should jam and I'm like I've been playing a lot of like Adele lately and then he's like I don't know any Adele it's like how the fuck do you not know Adele yeah right and so I was like yo learn this song I want to jam to this song I was like he's like I don't know these songs I don't I don't listen to music wait how the fuck do you not listen to music who makes these claims I'm like plus you're a musician and he's like I only listen to podcasts and then my kind of guy okay so I was like oh my god really and then I totally stopped being mad at him like yo you should listen to my boyfriend's podcast yeah and I was like have you heard of live at 605 he's like how old are you I'm like what What? he's like are you in your 20s where do you get this much energy (laughs) and I was like yo energetic but I'm like listen to this podcast and so I give him my phone and he's like fully starts he's like when do you guys have time to do podcasts he's like from the sounds of it you guys don't stop moving and I was <laughs> like much. no and I was like the crazy thing is I was like for whatever reason we're home on like Saturdays now because we party during the week and on Sundays so we record them on Saturdays he's like it's an hour and a half I don't know if I can like dedicate an hour and a half to you guys yeah. I was like shut up listen to the pod up podcast so he did listen to last week's oh that's awesome mm-hmm. that's uh rob yeah shout out to rob thanks for listening mm-hmm. and i also like podcasts and if you f- hit me up on facebook let me know what podcasts to listen mm-hmm. to because i'm always looking for a couple of new good ones to do so amazing I'm trying to think should we get into week two of new york or do you want to talk about like yuck yucks or, let's like... do let's do second week of new york because it's go for it I'll kind of just sum things up a little bit, and I'll kind of quickly talk about Tuesday, because, like, this trip was more based about, like, trying to get home on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, first four weeks, I'm staying at different hotels. Last week was the hotel. This week, I'm staying at the Radisson. Next week's Radisson. Week after that, I'm staying at the Nighttime Hotel, and then after that, we're, you're coming down with me, so we haven't booked that hotel yet. Mm-hmm. But 
again, get through, get to Toronto or flying out of Toronto, no problem. It's a breeze, get on the bus to New York City. I'm in uh, New York City by 2 o'clock. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go find the Radisson. Mm-hmm. Uh, get there at like 2.30 and they're like, oh, check-in's not till 4 and we have no rooms available for you. So I was like, ah, god damn it, this sucks. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't really want to leave my bag with them because I had like the laptop and all this shit in there. So like, I'll just carry it around with me. So I was like, well, I guess I can go walk around New York and I'll go take in the city. I'll go see where my hotel, the nighttime hotel is and just kind of like just explore some more and just find things out. Mm-hmm. So I walked around, found the hotel. I'm staying out in a couple weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get something to eat. So I went to this place called The Counter, mm-hmm. which I think it was, it was probably on 7th Street. 7th and like maybe 38th. So mm-hmm. it was pretty close to Times Square. I went there. It was like a sit-down diner. I was like, oh, I'm going to go sit down by myself, have a drink. Mm-hmm. Not a dr- I just had a Coke, but I had a Coke and like a really good grilled cheese and nice. fries. So it was just kind of fun to hang out. Sometimes, like, I know sometimes people are like, oh, I can never go to a restaurant by myself. But I'm like, who cares? I'm like, Especially now if you have like your phone and like yeah, whatever. Exactly. I had my phone and I, they had mm-hmm. TVs on, so I was watching baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. And just like, it's New York City. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to yeah. go. I didn't want to go... It's like a McDonald's or whatever. I no. want to go sit down and try something new. Like, totally. you, like everyone's saying, it's great. Shout out to uh, Beth, who's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She's giving us some good suggestions. Our mm-hmm. friend Nikki's giving us some mm-hmm. good suggestions. So we're going to go hit up some places. But either way, check, finally get to check into the hotel. Go back to class. It was a lot of fun again this week. I read. We were supposed to do one or two monologue jokes. I wrote 10 or 12 of them. Nice. They were hilarious. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, off the top of my head. Some of them were just like um, Lady Gaga stated that in 2015 she'll be heading to outer space to perform a concert. It's being billed as the Welcome Home Tour. <laughs> uh, there was another one. The one I read in class, if I remember it correctly, it was something like 25 uh, women went to an Ikea and breastfed in protest of one woman who claimed that it Kia uh, employee said it was disgusting when she did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, men, ever, men everywhere agreed that this was finally a flash mob they could get behind. <laughs> flash mob, you know, flashing the tits, yeah. flash mob, big groups of people. So I read that in class. Yeah. Everyone laughed. They liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. We workshopped it a bit, came up with some ideas how we could change some words around. It was great. Mm-hmm. Just by doing one or two little things, it made the joke ten times better. So Nice. So that was a lot of fun. And then this week we learned how to write desk pieces, which is basically... David Letterman's top 10 list, Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes. It's anything a, the host does while he's sitting behind the desk. Right. There's six or seven different kinds of desk pieces. We went through them all. We talked about them. It was a lot of mm-hmm. fun. What's the thing you told me about where it's like the thank you notes, so pe- but you just keep putting jokes in a basket? They're called joke baskets. So mm-hmm. Jimmy, so I, people might not know the thank you notes, but everyone knows what the top 10 list is. Yeah. A joke basket is a basket, a theoretical basket, where you just, you're able to always put jokes in it each week. So Dave Letterman's top 10 list, every day he does a top 10 list. The basket's called the top 10 list. The jokes, every day there's a new topic. So you can easily every day take the same idea. It's a top 10 list format, but you fill it with new jokes. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes is every Friday he does friendly thank you notes. Like, what was it today? It was uh, thank you pears for being apples with junk in the trunk. (laughs) So it's just like each week you know it's the thank you notes Mm -hmm. or the idea filled with new jokes. Mm -hmm. So... I was like, oh, that is cool. And mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, when you're trying to apply as a writer, shows love these ideas because it's just, you know, every week you can do new thank you notes. It mm-hmm. just kills time. It's funny jokes. So right. 
learned how to do that. Uh, that's my homework this week is come up with the original desk piece, which mm-hmm. I've come up with a few ideas. I just have to write them out. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to come up with uh, one new desk piece. I'm going to try and come up with three or four, and then you're supposed to do like two or three example jokes. So I'm going to try and do as much as I can because I'm like, I want to take the most out of this opportunity and write more than that than is asked uh, of me. Because also he always wants a copy of these things. So I'm like, well, if you wanted like one us to write one monologue joke, he wants a copy. If I write 10 or 12, mm-hmm. give it to him. Who knows if he reads them later. And exactly. What. So that's a tip. That could be a John's Life tip. Lie. Lie. Tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's Life tips. Just... Well, it's just a typical lesson, but it's just like always do more than what's asked of you, and that's how you can get ahead. And just if someone wants you to write one joke, write twelve. If mm-hmm. someone uh, wants you, whatever it is, it's just do more than it's asked of you. And I like it. So that was a quick John's life tip. <laughs> life, life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life tips. So class went really well. It was a lot of fun. Went back to the hotel room. We hung out on Skype. Mm -hmm. And then, so the next day, traveling back to Toronto, (laughs) I checked the weather, and the weather was supposed to be good. There was no snow, no delay. It was like, great. Uh, my flight again was at 11.10 in the morning. I did the exact same thing. I got to the bus stop for just before 8.45. Bus leaves every 10 to 15 minutes. Get there at like 8.40. My flight's not till 11.10. The bus comes at 8.45 or 9. I'll get there by 9.30 at the latest. It takes okay. 25 minutes to get there. Get the, the, the airport for 9.30. I still have an hour and a bit before a flight, right? Mm-hmm. Get to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, five minutes goes by, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Half hour goes by, no buses have come. Right. And there's a guy there who takes your ticket, and he's like, oh, folks, uh, I have to make an announcement. There was a accident in the Lincoln Tunnel, which is the main way to get to the airport. Uh, unfortunately, bus services have been suspended, <laughs> and uh, you can either wait for buses to come back, or you can hop a cab or take the subway. Now, he's like, it's at least an hour plus delay, mm-hmm. whether you take the bus or a train or a taxi. I don't know how to take the subway. I don't know how to get there. So I wasn't going to take the subway. I know how where to go. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't. It's already 9.15 at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's going to take an hour, minimum 10.15. He was saying it's going to take more than an hour. Boarding's at like 10.50. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be screwed. So I was like, I have to go. I'm like, I'm going to take a cab. Uh, but the bus guys suggest, he's like, well, if you get three or four people, you can all share a cab. So okay. I was standing next to kind of like this, uh, interesting chick who's on the phone. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. The bu- all this, just my luck. Like she was freaking you always out. You get the most irate people. So she, she's like, I don't know what I should do. She's like, maybe I'll take a cab. So I told him like, I'll take a cab with you. Mm-hmm. And then these two other people are like, oh, we'll take a cab with you. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, uh... I just realized we gotta figure out what to do for dinner because I am getting hungry. <laughs> I don't know what you feel like for dinner tonight. I don't know but, yet. Um, but so we go and try and find a cab, mm-hmm. and it's me, uh, this crazy chick, and then uh, two women who let's just say English wasn't their first language. <laughs> they were very nice. Those two women were very nice. So it's me and like 
three crazy women. women. So I'm running, trying to get cabs, hailing them. And this person's like, oh, you can't hail cabs. There's a cab station over there. So I was like, okay. So we run there. Mm-hmm. And there's like a huge lineup and no <laughs> cabs. I was like, oh, my God. And luck- and this girl next to me is freaking out. She's like, I'm supposed to go to NASA. And we're like, what time's your flight? She's like, 10.50. NASA? Yeah, like oh, Bahamas. Oops. Yeah, I was like to NASA, like space station. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look, I'm like, your flight's at 10.50. Mm-hmm. It's an international flight. You're supposed to be at the airport two to three yeah, hours early. Yeah, this is your fault. I was like, my flight, I'm like, I was getting there like an hour, hour and a half early. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you're going to be screwed. Like, your flight's at 10.50. Mm-hmm. Boarding's going to be at like 10.20. Totally. And so she's freaking out. And she's like, I can't believe I'm going to miss it. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there's a guy in front of us, a nice New Yorker. He's like, are you guys going to the airport? He's like, take take my spot. He's like, I'm just going to work. So, like, I'm in no rush. Wow. He's like, so we were able to kind of cut through a bit. Nice. Get in the cab. I was like, I have my one bag. I'm like, I'm not throwing it in the trunk. I'm mm-hmm. basically sitting down. And when he pulls up to the terminal, I'm running, running out of out. the cab. So I get down. I'm first in the cab. I sit uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. And then the woman who's going to Bahamas gets in. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. I don't want to sit in the middle. Don't make me sit in the middle. Why'd like, you get in next then? But I was also I'm like, get in the goddamn car. Like, yeah. we don't, who cares? We're all going the same place. Yeah. Get in the car. Stop complaining. She was a complainer. So she gets in the, the middle. She's like, I can't believe I'm sitting in the middle. Uh, the other woman gets in, and, and then the other woman who she was trying with goes in the front. Mm-hmm. So we get in, we're like, we're going to Newark Airport. Don't know if you know, but there's an accident in the Lincoln Tunnel. It's been shut down. Yeah. If you can find any other way to get us there. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Now, one thing I'm going to assume is if you're a cab driver in New York, you probably know the city like the back of your hand because it's just New York cabbies are, they're, they're yeah. great. They know where they're going. They have to know where they're going. It's such yeah. a big place. Tourists are there every day. Like, mm-hmm. you got to know where you're going, right? Okay, I'll tell my story afterwards. Uh, so we get in the cab, and mm-hmm. obviously there's traffic everywhere because mm-hmm. it's now it's like 9.30 in the morning. It's busy. Yeah. The tunnel's blocked. Everyone's trying to go places, and like they're trying to go different routes. Mm-hmm. The woman next to me is just nonstop complaining. Like, I don't know what to do. And like I won't even get into the things she was saying, but she was just... It was weird. Like She was traveling with someone who I think was like a boyfriend or something, but he was already at the airport. So I'm like, yeah. first of all, I'm like, why well, aren't you with together. them there? Stuff like that. And I started to feel so bad for the cab driver because he started to take a different route. So he was technically, if we, say we had to drive right, if we had to turn right to go to the airport, he took a left. Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're driving away from the airport. What the fuck are you doing? The airport's this way. Oh my God. And he was just kind of sitting there. He's like, no, I know. He's like, the, I'm going this way. He's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And then the other two women were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The airport's uh. the other way. And I was like, I was like I'm, I'm like, no, no, I'm sure he knows where you're going. Yeah. Right? You know where you're going, right? He's like. I'm going up to this street because it'll be quicker. I'm going to take the different route. Yeah, go around. You're going the wrong fucking way. My Google Maps says you got to go this way. And they're like swearing and yelling at him. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh my. I'm like, you yelling at him is not going to make him go any quicker. I'm like, he has his best interest out for us. Totally. he gets it. He knows we're doing flights for exactly. late. Exactly. Like, don't you think if he gets us there in time, he'll be like, maybe they'll give me a nicer tip. Totally. Because if we if I get there late, they're not going to tip me well. Like totally. And like he, I'm like obviously he's the cab driver. I'm like we're all from maybe not from New York, so yeah. I'm going to take his opinion. I'm not going to tell him where to go. Yeah. I don't know how to get there. The, the one tunnel's blocked off, mm-hmm. so they're swearing at him. I was like doing the part of like trying to calm them down. Mm-hmm. It's like remember that guy I was telling the story a, f- a few podcasts ago when he was like. I was in the shop where he's like, I'm fucking freaking yeah, out here. I was he calmed like, them down. So I was trying to calm them down. Uh, the two people who didn't speak English too well, they kind of calmed down and they were, they were pretty cool. Like cool. I felt bad because they were swearing at the cab driver. But this one woman's just like, I can't fucking believe this. She's like, I don't know what to fucking do. And I was like, let's just calm down calm for down. a second. I'm yeah. like, I like, 
I was like, I'm sure we're going to get there. I was like, I was telling all these bullshit things too. I'm like, well, I bet you everyone's going to be late because we're all trying yeah. to get to the airport. So I'm like, I love that you're calming this chick down. Like, what the fuck? Well, me freaking out is not going to make Benefit, the situation. Yeah. Any, like, I was freaked out in like long periods of the cab ride. I wasn't talking because I was just like, angry. Because the good thing for me was, I'm like, there's uh, flights like every hour, hour and a half for Porter to try. I'm like, it won't be a big deal for me to switch a flight. And like, if I miss my flight, yeah. whatever, book me later. Yeah. But the first, I'm just like, I was like, oh, I already missed work. Like, I had to take an extra day off work right. last week. I didn't want to, like, do this again to my boss. Mm-hmm. I told her I'd be there at 1 o'clock. I want to stay with that. I'm also just, I'm like, I just want to get to the airplane. Mm-hmm. I just want to get on my flight. Mm-hmm. Last week was such a mess. Yeah. So inside my head, I'm like, oh, God. Because it was like, it took us an hour just to get out of the city. city. So if if we got in the cab about 920, mm-hmm. 10.20, we're still in New York City, like, trying That's to get through good. traffic. And, like, mm-hmm. it takes a half an hour just to get mm-hmm. to the... I'm like, my flight's at 11.10, boarding's at 10.50. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. So get, we're still driving, and I told the chick, too. I'm like, oh, look, maybe everyone's going to be del- – maybe they'll delay flights because everyone's showing up late. We're right. Inside, I'm like, no, people were supposed people to get to your so, flight early. You. And then I was like, well, look, it'll be a good story to tell when we get there on time. <laughs> All these things. And then she's like, those uh, – so the other three ladies, they're going to Terminal C. I was going to Terminal B. Yeah. I started laughing because the woman, woman's like – Take me to Terminal C first. And I was like, whatever, that's fine. I'm like, they're only two, like a minute, a minute apart, apart like, for a yeah. cab. And then the cab driver's like, I gotta go to Terminal B first. That's the way you get, you go A, B, C. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I was like, look, girl, I'm like, you can't believe the alphabet? Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm gonna tuck and roll and I'll jump out of the cab. I'm like, I'm not gonna waste you any time. I'm like, my bag's on me. I told her, I'm like, I'll tuck and roll. And she, <laughs> that is amazing. So she laughed a little bit. I, I like, would have slapped this chick if you got hurt. Well, no, well, obviously the guy stopped the cab. Yeah, but still. So anyways. It's her fucking fault, too. Yeah. We finally kind of get through. We take an alternative route. Mm-hmm. We're f- we finally start flying down the airport. I'm making some more jokes to them, all these things. Um, I was like, okay, we're, we're getting close. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can see I'm like, I can see planes going. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, here's my share of the, the cab money. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you guys right now. This is more than enough. It was it was like $85 cab ride. Mm-hmm. We we're all going to give 30 bucks. I'm like, I'm, here's 35 because mm-hmm. they're being mean to the cab driver. I'm like, mm-hmm. here's extra money. Uh, finally get to the airport at uh, 10. It was $85 well, total. $85. Because plus tip. Plus tip. Plus there's you have to go through a toll. So like that added on to the, the okay. cab ride. So there's four of you. Four of us. Okay, so it's like 120. Yeah, and if it was gonna be, it was 80. I think it was 80 dollars when we got there. Extra 10 bucks for the toll, toll we went through. So yeah, 90. 90, and then a tip. So you gave a 20 buck tip. Well, I don't know. It was maybe it was more than that. Either yeah. way, we're all settled on 30 yeah. bucks. I was like, he got me here on time. Yeah. Here's 35 yeah. bucks. In the end, 35 bucks to me is. Oh no! Nothing. I just hope that the other people paid. Well, who knows? Okay. Either way, get to the airport 10.40. I'm like, well, this bitch is screwed because her flight leaves in 10 yeah. minutes. I thanked the cab driver, Lux. He got me here. Ran upstairs, ran to the counter. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm late. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this traffic. Like, oh, that's uh, okay. Just go through security right now. Right. Get my ticket. Get through security. Again, no one's in security, like, in a line. Yeah. Get there, and I get to the lounge at like 10.45. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, boarded within five minutes and I took off, landed in Toronto. So no delays getting back. In the end, I got back in time, but 
just like the pressure and the stress of getting to the airport. Yeah. Like it wouldn't, again, I could have probably got another flight. Still. But still it would have been more money. It would have been late. Who knows if their flights were booked. Maybe mm-hmm. my flight wouldn't be till four or five. I wonder if you would get charged though. If it's like the shuttle you normally take is like can't go. Well, yeah, because it wasn't a shuttle through the, like Port Air. It was just like an express bus. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and it, they would have been like, well, you should have gotten here earlier. Yeah. In the end, like, I left in the proper amount of time. Right. But because of this accident. Delay. So, either way, it was just stressful and crazy. But that was my week, too. Aww. Sorry, I think you said you had, like, a, a cab oh, story no, yeah. or something. So, like, my cab story, because you're, like, cabs should really know where they're going in New York City because it's a big city and they'll probably do. On this last Saturday, um, our dear friend Rocky hosted a really nice brunch at her house. Um, for Kate, go check out the Style Collective on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You guys can see my dear friends Kate and Rocky. They're doing an amazing job with this lifestyle YouTube channel. Lots of fun. They're doing great. Doing amazing stuff, even stuff with L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. So either way, uh, Rocky was hosting a brunch, and I was already running late. Just I don't even know what we were doing, but I was running late either way. And so I was like, instead of taking the subway, I'll just take a cab there. Mm-hmm. It should theoretically be quicker. So... I say to the cab driver, can I please go to this street? It's at the intersection of this and this. Okay, that should be more than enough to get you to the actual area. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, this will be like a 20 buck cab, right, okay? With tax and tip and all that jazz included. Yeah. Um, So either way, so we get to the area, and he's like circling... And then, like, he passes the street. I'm like, oh, I think you just passed the street. He's like, no, you can't get in that way. I'm like, I'm pretty sure what? you can, mm-hmm. right? And then he, like, goes back this other way. And I'm like, okay, there it is again. And then he goes another way. And I'm what? like, what are you doing, right? And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll stop. And he would do this. You can't see what I'm doing. But it's like he would put up his hand in the mm-hmm. air as if, like, he was making the sign of the cross okay. or something. And I'm just like, what the shit? So then he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, he's like, I'll stop the meter. He says he's stopping the meter, but he doesn't stop the meter, right? And so I'm, like, watching it go. And so then he finally circles back around. I'm like, okay, stop the car, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm like, now we're way out of the way. And I was like, you need to... And now I'm trying to figure out how to navigate him back. And I was like, okay, you need to get back onto, like, Bathurst, hang a left, make a U-turn here, and then go, like, a quick right into the street. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. So the final thing on the meter, because it clearly kept going, was, like, $32. That's not cool. No. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, you don't have to pay me this much. And I was like, well, how much am I supposed to pay you? Because yeah, I'm like, like, you took me for a $12 extra, like, friggin', like, soiree around the city. So it should have been, like, a $20 cab ride. I ended up giving him, like, $35. And it was, like, in real life, it was only supposed to be, like, probably, like, 17 Right. So I was just, like, so irritated. And I was just, like, whatever. I'm not, like, pining for this cash right now. So. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you're not paying attention. So, okay. I don't know. No, that sucks. Yeah, that's... You should know. One time, I got off the flight. Uh, I got off a flight from Porter. I took a cab driver. And I told him where I was going. I was like, okay, I live at this street. The mm-hmm. intersection, again, is this and this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell y'all where we live. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I don't know where that is. And it's a pretty, like, easy place to know where. Thank it. you. I'm like, he's like, where? I'm like, well, do you know where this one street is? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm like, do you know where this street is? Like, He's like, yeah. I'm like, get to that street and yeah. then just drive straight up it for about five minutes and we'll be there. So just Thank like. Thank you. Like, yeah. I'm like, with GPS and all this knowledge, I'm like, unless it's your first week or two there, I'm like, you should know all of these I things. I also think it's just like. And this is what would go back for, like, how we say, like, sports people, if they're not performing 
really well, they should not make their salary anymore because there's no incentive. If I'm not doing my job well or I don't know something, I have to look it up. If you're a cab driver as well, I feel like this is your job, right? Mm -hmm. You should look it up. Have some sort of accountability to hook it up, right? Exactly. Well crazy cab drivers it was it was when i took the cab to the airport in new york it was the first time i was ever in a new york cab Ooh. i've only been in new york three times but yeah. know, whatever mm-hmm. uh well i think this might be a good place to end it we're coming up on an hour and a half we have you didn't even tell the yuck yuck story i think we should save it because it's it's pretty good what well you can tell i'm just getting tired and hungry so Aww. you you tell the yuck yucks maybe quickly what happened okay so uh this week these past couple weeks have been crazy for john and i and we haven't actually seen some of our other friends in a really long time. Not a really long time, but like a month or so or like a couple weeks. And so on Facebook, our friend Nikki was just like, hey, when are we all getting together again? Let's go to the baseball game. Blah, blah, blah. Like the home opener. And we're like, oh, it's sold out um, for baseball. So I was like, what? That's like in a month as well. It's like, can't we hang out sooner? And so I was like, let's hang out this Friday. And then everybody's like, yeah, on Facebook. So, like, six of us. And then it became, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, it'd be great to do a comedy show. Uh, So we went to Yuck Yucks, which is just kind of like, I guess, like the comedy cellar. Oh, everyone. Yeah, Yuck Yucks. It's just like a famous comedy club here okay. in Canada. It's it's a small little club where lots of famous people play there and lots of, like, really good, like, local uh, Canadian comics play there. So, mm-hmm. so th- we went. We didn't actually know the comedian, which is, like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there, and we were sitting on the side of the stage, and the actual MC, I think, was, like, the most hilarious out of all of them. Yeah. So there was, like, three opening acts, the MC and then the headliner, headliner guy. And so during the show... I guess you can only go in, like, we went for 10.30. Yeah. People can start drinking in there from probably, like, 10. Yeah. Right? And, and you can s- drink before that anywhere else. Exactly. So there was this woman who was sitting in, like, a banquette booth with this other dude. Well, it's just the, the <laughs> MC guy. He was just doing crowd work. He's like, is anyone celebrating birthdays? This, so he's going around, mm-hmm. like, talking to people in the crowd. Yeah. If you're going to a, a comedy club, expect to be made fun of because yeah. that's what they do. They tell jokes. So, first of all, I'm like, when people don't... People who don't have a sense of humor who come to these things. And, like, okay. It's so weird. So he's like, is there anyone from out of town? And someone's like, oh, I'm from, like, Oshawa. He's like, oh, no. He's like, I mean real out of town. So someone's like, I'm from Germany. This woman from the booth you're talking about yells out. Yeah. And so he just kind of went in and started making some jokes about it. Like, where are you from? Yeah. So and so. And he was just making jokes, as a comic yeah. does, because he's a comedian who tells jokes. So he, she's like, Germany. And then she's like, Scotland. Yeah. Or whatever. And so, okay, to describe what this woman looked like, she was probably in her 30s. Yeah. Right? But she was like, kind of like J-Lo from yeah, like... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like J-Lo, J-Lo from... Like, I, your love don't cost yeah. a Really thing. dolled up with yeah. just like the big push-up top yeah. with just the ladies out and like too much makeup. Too much makeup, like slick, big back hair kind of thing. Some would say maybe... White pants. Prostitute-esque. As yeah, some of the jokes, very prostitute-esque. Some of the, like very like a high-class hooker. Yeah. So, so She pe- was with this like old man who looked like Einstein. Yeah. But either way, like they were being disrupted. Like they were talking loudly during the show, and like they just kind of had had it coming. Yeah. So like all the com- like so after the MC kind of made some jokes about them, he brings up the first comic. I think he made a couple jokes like, "Oh, Jeremy, how you doing out there?" Yeah. And then the third comic who came up, who was, I felt like he was kind of bombing a little bit. See, I think it was like.
like you either liked him or you didn't. Because I was like, okay, he was doing this like self-deprecating humor, You're like just like, oh, I, I didn't, couldn't think of my joke. I might yeah, it's like not I, 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 some guy bailed out and they just asked me off the street if I wanted to do this. Yeah. Right. So either way, so it was like he didn't. Maybe he didn't have yeah. an actual set he wanted to perform, mm-hmm. but all he did was like him and this girl kept like or this poor man's prostitute kept like bickering with each other but he wasn't really no well she she kept disrupting his set yeah. and he made a joke he's like okay so i'm gonna tell a quick uh germany joke yeah. he's like uh why could you never get a cab in like 1940s like because everyone kept hailing or something yeah and she just like what the fuck she's like i don't want you insulting my culture yeah. she stood up and ran and like rushed the stage. Rushed the stage. And like security had to like hold her back. And she's like, "How dare you attack yeah. me?" I'm like, and she started like yelling at like. But the funniest thing was like everybody's like laughing. Like I can't believe this is happening in front yeah. of us. And then she's like, "I'm gonna tell you about yourself." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, you checked out my bio." Yeah. Kind of thing. So anything she would say, he would just like use his ammo against this her. This is when he got the funniest. And then yeah, he was just making all these jokes. And eventually they like kicked her out. But as she started to walk away, she fell. <laughs> Over. She like tripped and hit her head yeah. on like the table and chair like in the audience and like me and our other friend Maddie we we're like watching this I was like this is like a complete train wreck right I was like never seen this happen before no. and then she every- was still yelling too like when they're like getting her out there she's like fuck you yeah, yeah right and like trying to go back and like take him on so they finally ended up kicking her out and then they I guess they the man. Was like he was kicked out too, but then the next comedian ended up making fun of them as a couple, being like, clearly he hired her for the day. Yeah. And then like he's like, oh, I hope he gets his money's worth and yeah. stuff. So it just is so crazy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. At one point during the headliner, you and Maddie were laughing so loud the comments like, I don't know who's making that laugh, but I like <laughs> it out there. So you started. Yeah. When you guys were laughing so much, so he gave you guys a nice compliment. Yeah, so that was great. I think the crowd there was like... It was a bad crowd. It was such a bad crowd. It was like, this is what I don't understand. Like, okay, John and I are a couple, but we don't have to be like super PDA with each other. We also like going out and hanging out and we'll enjoy a scenario. Like, I love going to comedy shows with you. Yeah. And so like, it felt like every guy was there was either just there to make out with his, like, escort, fresh-off-the-boat girlfriend. Yeah, there were a lot of escort-esque girls there. And then, or, she was just, each girlfriend was so bitter that she was sitting there. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is re- crazy. So this other couple who was sitting in front of us, and they were, like, directly beside the stage, so the um, headliner was, like, taking the piss out of them the whole time. This guy was, like, trying so hard. He was, like, a Bay Street poser. So yeah. just thought he was hotter, like, holier than thou. Kept buying, like, tequila shots for, like, his group of people. And then yeah. kept, like, making out with his, just, like, like, distracting acting. everybody. And... It was so weird. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, really bizarre. Mm. And the comedian kept making fun of that. The other funny thing that happened was I went, when we initially got there... I went to the bathroom to go wash my hands, Mm -hmm. and I'm washing my hands, and these two, like, girls who are dressed like they're about to go, like, to be in, like, I don't know, like, a 50-cent video clubbing Mm kind of thing, 
they're, they're like taking selfies of themselves in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. Ridiculous. Right? And so I just started laughing. She's, they're like, oh no, it's my birthday. Don't, she's like, oh, don't think we're weird. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, happy birthday. It's all good. And I was like, oh, can I just get by to drive my hand? They're like, oh, can you take a picture of us? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, wait a second, are you the comedian? And I was like, I don't know. And then Maybe. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, don't worry, I'm not. I was like, but my boyfriend might be. And they're like, no, don't talk about us on uh-huh. stage. And they did talk about them on stage. Yeah, so it was hilarious. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it was like a really good like night out. Yeah, well, we were out to like 3 or 4 in the morning. So. Yeah, and so today I proceeded to sleep until 2. two. <laughs> so. well, then we went out shopping and then yeah. we recorded a podcast. I was up and... for a straight 24 hours though because I didn't. I woke up the previous night at 4 a.m. That's true. So, so I like to think I was champion drinker last night. I think you did A-OK, kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all we we got for this week. Well, we have the Prism Prize Awards tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about that on next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. My work is sponsoring the Prism Prize Awards, so that is a gala for the best Canadian music videos. So like Arcade Fire, Drake, mm-hmm. um, Bieber, Feist. There's like a ton of nominees going out right now. So John and I, I did the graphics for them. So mm-hmm. John and I are going to the reception tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll have some podcast stories for that. Yeah. Uh, but unless there's anything else you want to add, I think this is a good place to end it for now. You're just hungry. I'm sorry. Oh, it's been an hour and a half. It's oh, yeah, that's true. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, but I am looking forward. Next week is the season finale. So there may or may not be some fun things planned for that. We'll mm-hmm. find out. All I'm going to say, guys, is you'll probably want to listen all the way through till the end. Don't just, if you, yeah, just I'm just saying listen to the whole thing because that's that's all I'm gonna say. Are you to, saving stories? Nah, I don't know. I'm just saying listen to the whole finale because something mm-hmm. at the end might happen. I don't know, but uh-huh. either way, you gotta listen. That's that'll be next week's episode. Thanks uh-huh. to everyone for listening. <laughs> Who does that laugh? I don't know. <laughs> Is it Beak Luge or Jada Kish? Jada Kish. Uh-huh. you're correct. Uh-huh. Uh, which brings us perfectly into the band of the week. So, Who is it? so this week's band of the week, I just discovered them on t- on like Wednesday or Thursday when I was at work. Mm-hmm. I love the website neongoldrecords.com. It's a really good record label. They sign. That's where like Hearts and St. Lucia are signed to. Amazing. But I discovered this band called Say Lulu. <laughs> and it sounds weird, but hold on, I just gotta look up the name of the song. It's really cool. They sound kind of like hearts. Mm-hmm. Female singer, really cool dream pop-ass type song. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up a couple songs. I liked them a lot. Mm-hmm. liked them so much, so I'm like, I'm going to make them the, the band, band of, of the, the week. week. So the song of the week by the band of the week, if I can find it here, is called... Um, it's called Everything We Thought by Say Lulu. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Dream pop-ass. You'll like it if you like Hearts of St. Lucia. Yeah. I haven't steered you guys wrong, so let's give it a listen. This is Everything We Thought. And Say more. L- and more by Say Lulu. So as always, get in contact, facebook.com slash live at 605. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Malencamp. You're at Valgoma23. Yeah. I'll save it for next week. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Valgoma's23, Malencamp on Vine and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, www.liveat605.podomatic.com. Hit the PayPal button and be like our friend Kenny in Boston. My cousin. <laughs> Your cousin, our friend. Yes. Dear, dear friend of the podcast. And uh, that's it. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I'm Val. Be easy. Oof.
Hey, udah ustaz ya. No, what is it? John Mallon, 